My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this, the 15th day of February, 2023, coming to you from Bedford County, Central Virginia area. Headlines today, Val Renewal at Sea. Cruise Center opens in Tampa. Carnival refines itineraries on four more ships. MSC increases presence in Spain. Monterey bans cruise ships. Valletta, the best cruise port globally. And an overboard crewman rescued in Argentina. That and lots more live here at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course. Today, folks, is National Gumdrop Day. Not my favorite. As a matter of fact, probably one of my least favorites. I'm not much of a candy person as a general rule. So... I have lots of bad habits. Candy's just not one of them. But gumdrops, yeah, I can take them or leave them. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from to search for travel and cruise industry news. And up pops the old fat travel guy. Anytime that you're listening, and want to hop over to the video feed in case you want to check out, you know, pictures or clips or something that we're using on that day's show. There's always a link in the description to access the video feed. We do have some couple things to uh, chat about before we get to the news today. Although I don't have a guest today, but I was kind of... Uh, 
hoping to do that. Uh, but tomorrow we're going to uh, uh, try to get uh, our friend Bethany on. And we'll talk about her in just a second. Meanwhile, my friend Tanja and Dwayne, they're down, in, uh, down under. And uh, they went to uh, the Mystery Island, Vanuatu. And uh, this, uh, this uh, was a firewalker there on Vanuatu. Now, what I don't know, if Tanja was just having her picture taken with the dude, or if she actually got out and walked on fire. So that will be a question for her to answer uh, when she's on next week on the Carnival Splendor, I think, anyway, whenever she's on next. She's going to be on several more times down under as long as we can get a connection. And then tomorrow we're going to talk to our friend Bethany. Bethany uh, celebrated the Valentine's Day yesterday. A little rose at dinner, some Valentine desserts. And there might have been an adult beverage or two involved. Uh, she, yesterday they were in Santos, Brazil. These are a couple pictures of the Brazilian coast. Santos in the background. And she went out to a, an actual ranch in La Rabida, Uruguay, which is right there on the border between Uruguay and Brazil. But this was an actual, honest to goodness, uh, ranch. Cattle and horses whatnot. Uh, they had a big uh, old-fashioned uh, Uruguay barbecue while she was there. Uh, they also went out on a big tractor riding around showing them the ranch. This was apparently a pretty big ranch because it was a pretty good ride to the beach which the uh, they rode right out on the beach on the tractor and got out and dangled their toes in the water. Uh, Bethany did say it was hot. Man, was it hot. And that's, uh, I have, we'll have to ask her what this is because uh, I'm not sure. I, if I was guessing, I'd say that's probably uh, some kind of a sweet potato down there toward the bottom. And beyond that, I'm not sure what that was actually that she was eating. Uh, but anyway, a Uruguayan barbecue, uh, that uh, would be interesting, at least to me. And uh, they had horses there as well. They gave them a demonstration on uh, saddling and so forth. She didn't get to ride, but they uh, had a demonstration on care of the horses and so forth on the ranch. And really uh, a lot about the life of a gaucho. Of course, a gaucho is a cowboy uh, down in South America. And one other thing before we actually get to the news today, my buddy Sylvia 
the co-ambassador for Will Power Chairs. Uh, Sylvia uh, represented Will Power Chairs uh, down in uh, Orlando at a big conference uh, down there. That was yesterday as well. So congratulations to Sylvia out earning the bacon for Will Power Chairs. Of course, you guys all know my feelings about Will Power Chairs and about Scoot Around. Speaking of that, I'll be back after this. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And of course, Sylvia uses a wheel power chair. So she obviously is way better talking about the power chair than I am. And I use uh, scoot around on all uh, cruises. All right. We'll get to the news after a real quick word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, we're going to lead off today with a record-setting vow at uh, renewal, vow renewal, at sea. A Carnival Cruise Line celebrated love on Valentine's Day with Cruise Line's largest ever vow renewal at sea, taking place fleet-wide with thousands of couples symbolically renewing their vows with Chief Fun Officer Shaquille O'Neal virtually officiating the ceremony. Now, I, I would think a renewal of vows would it would take uh, somebody uh, ordained or something, wouldn't it? I guess Shaquille is ordained as the, the fun officer for Carnival. So, celebrations included onboard receptions and are a great way for cruise-loving couples to spend Valentine's Day together along with other onboard fun for February the 14th. And the, the kind of neat thing about it is uh, Sanja and Dwayne renewed their vows. 
they were on, of course, Carnival Luminosa down there in, uh, uh, there's a kissy kissy uh, on Carnival Luminosa. And that would have been uh, yesterday morning. That was probably, they were between uh, Brisbane and the Mystery Island. So congratulations to uh, uh, Tanja and Dwayne Sin for their vow renewal and all the other couples that took part in vow renewals. All right, we jump down to Tampa. I like Tampa a lot. I enjoyed sailing out of there. I've been out of there twice now. Port Tampa has recently opened a new seafarer's center outpost, offering a wide range of support and services to international cruise ship workers visiting the port. The center, located in Cruise Terminal 3, will serve as a hub for package and mail delivery, short-term accommodations, recreational opportunities, provide free Wi-Fi and communication services to the workers and medical care and legal aid assistance, and a free clothes closet. The center also offers a small convenience store and a place for workers to connect and socialize. The aim of Seafarer Centers is to support the well-being of cruise ship workers and offer a supportive community while they are away from home. So congratulations to the community and to Tampa uh, for getting the center open there in Terminal 3. All right, Carnival, this has been in the news, in my opinion, folks, this has been in the news way too much lately. And it's not just Carnival. But Carnival is continuing to refine, as they call it, upcoming itineraries for four more vessels. With a total of eight sailings. But these are all minor changes, nothing major. The first of the cruises to be changed is not setting sail until November. In December of 20, December 23rd of this year, sailing on Carnival Spirit, the ship was to have visited Princess Key and Nassau on Freeport, but will now replace Princess Key with Bimini. The order of the ports has also been reversed. Five itineraries have been adjusted on Carnival Freedom, all sailing from Port Canaveral. Three different types of changes impact these cruises. November 20th, 2023, port order reversed and port time slightly modified. December 4th, 2023, port order reversed and port time slightly modified. January 2nd, 2024, visiting Bimini instead of Princess Key with a slight port time change. March 30th, 2024, port order reversed and port time slightly modified. And finally, June 8th, 2024, visiting Half Moon Key instead of Princess Key with slight changes in port times. Only one cruise has changed for Carnival Vista, a six-night Eastern Caribbean sailing from Port Canaveral, departing on March 3rd, 2024. For this one voyage, the ship will now be visiting Princess Key 
rather than half moon key as originally planned. Even the XL class Mardi Gras is not exempt from itinerary changes as guests on the March 29th, 2025 are being notified. The change for the seven-night exotic Eastern Caribbean sailing is minimal, simply reversing the order of ports of call from the original planned route. Do you suppose the main reason that they do this kind of silliness is so people like me will talk about it and give them some free advertising? I don't know. It just... It just seems like terribly poor planning when you just publish a schedule and all of a sudden you have to start getting the, get the eraser out. And it's not just carnival. It just happens to be the story today. Royal Caribbean's done it. Norwegian's done it. I don't remember MSC doing it. But anyway, that's... I don't know. I don't get it. Speaking of MSC, Spanish ports will figure prominently in the MSC itineraries in 2023, when its ships will make more than 500 calls at popular destinations, including Barcelona, Valencia, Alicante, Malaga, Cadiz, and Tarragona. Cruise Line's focus on Spain follows double-digit growth in the Spanish market last year and includes the home porting of the new mega ship MSC World Europa in Barcelona this summer. And of course, our friend Pete is on, uh, no, he was on World Europa. He's on another cruise now. I need to get Pete back on the show to talk about several things. Monterey, California, the city council voted last week to terminate passenger landing services for incoming cruise ships. The council sent a message that cruise ships were no longer welcome in Monterey. Monterey's council voted three to two to terminate city services to process disembarking cruise passengers. Ships continue to be allowed to drop anchor in the bay and take travelers to the shore via tender. However, cruise companies will have to hire staff at the port to process guests at the public dock. Monterey's not going to do it anymore. City officials says they hope the decision would lead cruise lines to stop calling at Monterey Bay which was home to one of the largest U.S. natural maritime sanctuaries. CLIA President and CEO Kelly Craighead argued in a letter to the council that cruise ship operations were tightly regulated with rigorous enforcement by authorities, including the U.S. Coast Guard. She said their cruise line members set a high bar for themselves and they attested to the following policy for practices related shipboard safety, security, environmental stewardship, and more, which often exceed requirements of international law. According to Craighead, clear research showed passengers 
spend an average of 125 bucks per shore visit in the United States. The port city has no power to ban liners from docking in the bay. Monterey has 7 to 12 uh, visits per year. No liners have called at the port since the COVID crisis began. Three calls are scheduled in March, beginning with Discovery Princess on March the 14th. Monterey Bay is a seasonal port of call, largely on voyages to Alaska and Mexico. And this one I found a little bit uh, strange. Valletta was named, uh, I don't know if it was named or chosen, probably the better verb, was chosen as the best port of call globally, but by Spanish-speaking cruisers. The honor has uh, was announced during the FITUR Madrid 2023. In 2022, Valletta Cruise Port welcomed 529,000 passenger movements with 35,000 passenger movements coming specifically from Spain, not to mention other Spanish-speaking guests hailing from other countries. It is indeed a pleasure to see our guests recognizing Valletta Cruise Port's efforts together with those of other key stakeholders in making their visit to our city a memorable experience, so said a spokesman from Global Ports Holding, the CEO of Valletta Cruise Port, Stephen Zareeb. As a part of the Global Ports Holding Net Network, our trajectory is not only one of growth, but one of ensuing operational excellence. The honor comes as a result of an international survey conducted on cruise satisfaction by Spanish-speaking cruise travelers. The participants had the chance to vote for their favorite cruise line, ship, and port experiences during the previous year, as well as their reasons for those votes. And finally this morning, This one ended up as being uh, good news. A 59-year-old Filipino crew member went overboard from Penance Expedition cruise ship La Lirial while the vessel was moored at the port in Ushuaia, Argentina. The ship's officers requested assistance from the rescue teams after the crew member fell into the water while securing the gangway as the vessel completed the mooring procedure. The crew member was successfully recovered by rescue swimmers from the Prefectural Rescue and Fire Protection Station, Argentine Maritime Authority, who responded uh, to the um, to the incident, I guess you'd call it, uh, and rescued the crew member who did have a life jacket on, thankfully. Because down there in uh, Ushuaia, Argentina, 
even in the middle of the summer. That water's cold. According to authorities, the man suffered some minor injuries, was transferred to the hospital where he was examined and remained uh, under observation for his recovery. All right, that wraps up the news portion today. So let's go over and see who's fussing at me in the chat room today. Uh, yo, 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 Brooklyn in the house. Eddie's with us. Hi, Eddie. Cindy's here. Mike's here. The mask collector's here. Good to see you again from Parts Unknown. Dennis is with us. Everybody's saying hello back and forth. There's Melissa. Melissa's out in Arizona. Happy Wednesday from Melissa. Thank you, Miss Melissa. It's been 10 days since you and I were on a ship together. We got to do something about that, Melissa. I have so much fun with Melissa. And her better half. I enjoyed I enjoy Jay a lot, too. So. Uh, Dennis says, I'm not a gum chew, chewer either. Uh, chewing gum is uh, not sold at the Disney parks because Walt knew better. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, I think a vow renewal is just celebratory. It's not legally binding. Ah, I'm pretty sure of that. I just found it interesting that Shaq is officiating over this whole thing. All, all around the globe. Uh, anyway, I found that a little humorous, but um, you know, I understand the folks who were on the ship. Uh, so anyway, Eddie's saying hello to everybody. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nick. Unfortunately, Tampa has a bridge. Accommodate to larger ships. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I've been under that bridge now four times. I have yet to be out on the bridge. I mean, out on the on the deck of the ship uh, when we go under the bridge, so I can film it. Uh, twice, it's happened to me when I'm in the dining room. Uh, obviously, the first time, I just I had no idea when we passed under the bridge. That was the first time I. Sailed from Tampa. I didn't know how long it took. Uh, and then the next time I was, I was in a group at dinner, and I, so I didn't want to miss that. And then coming in twice uh, was in in the middle of the night. So I have yet, and even one of those, I got up on deck to try to film it. At, four o'clock in the morning and we were 10 minutes past it. So I missed out on that one too. One of these days I'll be up there to sail under that bridge because I will sail out of Tampa again, even on smaller ships. I like the port. And there's still a couple uh, ships that sail out of there that haven't been on. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely going to be in the future. Uh, Justin's with us. Hi, Mr. Bucket List. Good to have you back in the house. 
Princess Keys, plural because it's just the name of their day beach club. It's not their own private island. No, it's not. Um, then it says Malta. Yes, that's correct. Valletta has a rich history. I've never been to Valletta. I believe my, I think my 2025 cruise I might stop there. My transatlantic. Uh, that for the southern port is often used for embarking Antarctic expeditions. Yeah. Yeah. It's why, yeah. And see, uh, uh, Dennis, you ought to be uh, feel good about the fact that I pronounced it correctly. I looked it up and made sure I was saying it right. Uh, also with Vanuatu. I looked up both of those today and made sure I said them right. Carol's with us. Hi, Carol. Uh, Melissa says, uh, counting down to my next cruise, 100 days. Cindy says, uh, Malta 2024, can't wait. Yep. I get to see Janie soon. Yes, I get to see Janie uh, in a week now. It's a week from... Today, tomorrow, tomorrow, 15, 7, 22. Yeah, I leave today, uh, a week from today, and drive up to Baltimore. And then tomorrow, I'll get to see Jake. So looking forward to that. And Kevin. You know, I have, have two pals on, on this uh, little eight-day excursion. There's Martine, too. Hi, Martine. Good to see you again. That's absolutely wonderful. This, these are all my, these are Jane and, and Martine and Melissa. Uh, they were all my eating companions on the breakaway. Glad to have you guys in the house. Uh, Mass Collector says, all things being equal, pricing and itineraries, what ships would you consider your favorites and why? Oh, boy. I have to think on that one. I actually really liked the breakaway. It had more things that were in my area of concern that they did well. So that helped a lot. However, that would not be considered a price. It's not, it was a pricey cruise. But then it was a special cruise too. So if I want to consider everything. Hmm. Well. Probably um, Symphony of the Seas, 
from Royal Caribbean. Uh, I got a terrific deal. It was a wonderful ship. The food was outstanding. The service terrific. Uh, that happened to be one that I stayed in a suite, which was new to me. I'd have to put I'd have to put Symphony up there at the top. Um, let me think. I go back to the Zyder Dam before the pandemic. That was one of actually turned out to be one of my favorite ships. Uh, and that was because the food was just out of this world. Um, the Holland American ship, uh, it was reasonably priced in those days for solo uh, cruiser, which you know, is hard to find as well. But I really like that ship a lot. I hope to do, I almost did the Zyder Dam uh, once this year and ended up doing a different Holland America ship. So uh, that would be, uh, those would be two of my favorites. Now, I would also say that very rarely um, very rarely do I totally not like a ship. I am generally happy on every cruise that I'm on. Uh, even even some that are just trash for accessibility issues. Like, for instance, Margaritaville at Sea, Paradise, who was the worst ship I've ever been on for accessibility issues. But it had a fantastic vibe. The food was good. The entertainment was terrific. Um, the people were pretty, you know, were friendly and accommodating, but it's just the accessibility thing sucked. Um, still, I, there were things about the cruise that I liked. So, yeah, that's a really tough question for me because I, I generally, as long as I'm on the water, on a boat, I'm pretty happy. Uh, Martin, question, are small... Uh, small ships accessible, friendly. Generally, no. Um, there are a few, uh, like the uh, new American River ships, some of the, uh, like the, the paddle wheelers and so, that have uh, accessible cabins now in the U.S. market. Uh, but they have like one accessible cabin on the entire ship. Now, before anybody gets totally, totally upset over that, there's a logical reason behind that. Not that I agree with this one at all, but let's say on a Norwegian ship um, that has 40 uh, accessible cabins around the ship. That's 1% of their total cabins. Well, you take these some of the smaller ships that have like a hundred uh, cabins. That's one percent of the space given to accessible cabins as well. So there is at least some relation to it. Uh, but many of the smaller ships, uh, Martine, are not uh, friendly.
uh, for accessible issues. So we're working on it. We're going to get there eventually. But that's going to take some time. And it's going to take some redesigning ships. I mean, even some of the big ships. You know, I was on Seascape, a brand new ship. I was on its inaugural cruise. And it had some things they did right, but some things they did so totally wrong on accessibility. It's just it goes back to the design. The people that design the ship don't have a clue about wheelchair or scooter guests. Or they wouldn't do things like calling an accessible restroom one that you have to fight with the door to get inside. It would be an automatic door to make it accessible. I, I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I fuss about the most. And the good news about Malta is there's a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's in Malta. I'll, I'll have to go visit that. The best part of the breakaway was the people. Yeah, that that helped as well because it was, uh, you know, we did have some, we had some fun on the Malta. That was for sure. I agree with you about Symphony. I loved it, and the price was great. Odyssey was amazing too. I haven't done Odyssey yet. That's one that uh, that's still on my list, Justin. Uh, but yeah, uh, Symphony is, uh, for the bigger ships. Symphony, I think, was probably my favorite. Martine agrees with Melissa. Thanks for the insightful response. <laughs> I don't know how insightful I am, ever am a mass collector, but I'll always tell you what I think. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, then it says, definitely avoid older ships for accessibility requirements. I hope you reach out to CLIA regarding accessibility compliance. Yes, we've already done that. Uh, we are working with uh, Clea. Uh, Cindy says, I love the breakaway uh, class, getaway class for uh, Norwegian. Been on those multiple times. Carnival Horizon is my favorite, and Royal Caribbean Oasis class are the best. And that's uh, Cindy is like me. It's hard for Cindy not to be pleased as long as she's on a ship. So. Uh, we have that in common. All right, guys, that's going to end me up today. Uh, most of you know that uh, yesterday I went to the uh, oncologist. I have not given you a report. There was movement on my PSA from a quarter ago. At that time, my PSA, now remember, folks, my PSA one time, was 480. My PSA uh, last month was 0 0.6. My PSA yesterday was 0 0.1. <laughs> That's pretty low. Of course, un uh, unfortunately, if it ever gets to 0, 0 0.0, then I think the, the little feller falls off or something. I just, Something's bound to happen. I don't know what. All right, that's going to wrap me up for today. I get to go sit in the dentist chair for three hours this afternoon. Uh, technically, 
in the periodontist chair. I'm not looking forward to that. And another damn big bill. I hate that. I'm still, I'm still sucking air from the plumbing bill. Hey, vey. Now I get to go with a dinner, dental bill, too. So, all right, guys. I'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. And we also got uh, Cruz Amigos tomorrow. That'll be uh, tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock my time. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon, we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fabulous day. See everybody tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.